Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. Affection, support and a good dicking every now and again. Everyone needs a good dick. Like happy Valentine's, like what more do you need? Happy fucking Valentine's Day. You got, everyone go get your dicks, get on that dick. Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Hello. Hello, darling. How are you? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. look glorious today, by the way. You look so fresh. Do you know what, Fiona? I applied a little bit of facial tan and honestly, tan can just glow up your life on so many bloody levels. I just don't look like a corpse, which is amazing. So I made an effort for you. Fiona, I have an interesting fact for you. And I would say yeah. not very surprising, but according to your recent poll conducted by Cosmopolitan magazine, who do you think is the ultimate heartthrob in literature, film and or both? Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. Yes, of course. Oh my God. I, really? Yes, you're right. That, that's what I was saying. Like that, It's actually not unbelievably surprising. He is the ultimate heartthrob in... Obviously, the book was amazing. And in every mm. remake he's been in. So I don't know if you have a favourite Pride and Prejudice, but mine is definitely the one with um, Colin Firth. Yeah, love the one with Colin Firth. I do have to say, though, I, do, I fancy them... I fancy the most recent with the one with Keira Knightley I fancied that Darcy more did you you see I'm not a massive Colin Firth I love him I love him I don't fancy him do you not holy shit he he would definitely be one of my major crushes not necessarily Colin Firth the man but Colin Firth um Mr Darcy to me is the most brooding handsome mysterious man and it just goes to show that women love men who 
don't really give a fuck or at least appear to in the first instance. So, but yes. don't you think also that the reason why we <clears throat> love Mr. Darcy, and is it this also, what I find so interesting, and this is why I'm an enormous Jane Austen fan, I'm such a, I'm such a geek for it, is that she created this character so long ago and it's still, the message of Mr. Darcy is still relevant now. Like the message of Mr. Darcy was that he was one, the unattainable man is extremely sexy. He was brooding. He was, you know, I know he was incredibly wealthy, but he was a bit rude and no, no woman could win him over. So everyone wanted to win him over because women want to feel validated. And then... Finally, the one person that was like, go fuck yourself, got him. Oh, what a story. And it is so relevant today. And I watch that and I read that book. And actually, Pride and Prejudice it. was also voted the uh, number one romantic novel of all time, which I thoroughly believe in. If you have not read Pride and Prejudice... I implore you to do so. Although the films are magnificent, the book is just outstanding. Um, Jane Eyre actually was number two. Have you read it? I've read it countless times. But also another one, Mr. Rochford, again, apologies if you haven't read it. He was a swine, wasn't he? He was so dismissive. He was another one. He was another one that was brooding and mysterious and no woman could get him. So it seems to be a theme. Also, another really good film to watch, if you are a Jane Austen fan like myself, is Becoming Jane with Anne Hathaway, where it basically talks about how the story of Pride and Prejudice came about. I don't know how true the storyline is. I think it's fairly true that she basically met this guy, was going to be engaged to him, and then they broke off and then she never married again. Oh my God. You must watch it, Laura. No, I yeah, haven't. Yeah, yeah. I w- I'm pr- I'm almost certain it's. I'll go- I'll have a Google. But becoming Jane with Anne Hathaway, it's basically like, it's basically the the story of Jane Austen. Okay, awesome. Okay, well, happy really, Valentine's. Really I know Valentine's this Day. will probably come out a couple of days after Valentine's, but let's be honest, Valentine's Day is a big pile of shite for the most part. So it's good that we can like spread the love. Other days, mm. we love to hear from you. Please, anytime, drop us a DM on our Instagram, which is Love Bites Podcast underscore. Today, we're going to talk about love and all the great things associated with love. Fiona and I feel that sometimes we are very quick to shine a negative light on love and dating, and we don't mean to. It's just sometimes, you know, it happens, and you know, we're very people are very quick to report their stories of dating disasters. But the reality is, love is absolutely awesome, and we just want to talk about it uh, today. In saying that, just, Fiona, I've got go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you say your bit first, carry on. I was saying about all the amazing things about love and how amazing it is. And then can we refer to the Netflix dating sensation, (laughs) the calamity, the absolute mindfuckery, the what the hell were these women thinking? Tindler Swindler? Oh my God. I've watched it twice. What the fuck? Honestly, what the fuck? It's so funny because at 
first, I well, I didn't really know what was gonna. I didn't un, I didn't know what was gonna happen. Like it just. I, I also thought the ending. Apollos. This is a spoiler alert. But he does get away with it, which I think is so wild. But actually, he gets away with it because it's a technicality. It's a technicality in in the law that that's how. Because everyone's like, oh my gosh, he he deserves to be in prison, which he absolutely does. And like, what, everyone's asking, why is he not in prison? It's because. There is no law against lending your girlfriend, lending your boyfriend money. So actually, it's Fair. a perfect crime, and so, he got away with it on a technicality. We'll give you a little bit of background. Um, it's kind of a spoiler alert, but the reality is nothing that we can say will detract from the enormity of yeah. this show and what this man did. So. There was was there like there was this guy um let's call him Simone that was one of his many aliases, and he was like the typical jet setting guy, like flying around the world um on his private jet, head to toe in designer gear, staying in all of the best hotels, and he would systematically um, you know, hook up with girls on Tinder, go like love bomb them like crazy like after one conversation he would be like oh my god I love you like I really feel like you know we're meant to be together and like just really love fuck them like from day one love and fuck then what, I love that like literally love fuck like babe I miss you so much even though these girls are lapping it up and I'm like you haven't even met him like red flag but hey we all ignore them so no judgment so then what he would proceed to do would woo them and he would fly them out to places and he would treat them to beautiful, expensive gifts. So he would essentially hook them in. So they would fully believe, you know, as per his actions and his Instagram and his Instagram was an undulating feed of wealth, money, like extravagance and abundance. So he would he would lure them in with all these things and then he would start this absolute lunacy tirade oh my god babe you'll never believe it I've got enemies I've got enemies chasing me uh I've had to close down all my bank accounts I need you to send me twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> the girls begrudgingly do it because they're like oh my god like I love him he's in trouble he's good for it he has loads of money so I'm gonna send him the cash this one girl, over the course of five months, sent him $250,000. This girl was not an inherently wealthy girl. She took out approximately nine bank loans to take out this money to transfer to her beloved, who was supposedly in trouble, being chased by Russian mafiosa or whatever. Fiona, at what point did this stop being his fault and start becoming her stupidity? I don't know. But also, I will say this to start, is I was watching it with someone and they said he was a guy. And he goes, oh, they're not very fit. And I was like, first of all, very guy comment. But I was like, yeah. these girls are very normal looking girls. They're not supermodels. Um, and it was interesting. The ones the ones that he made his girlfriends were very like normal looking girls, like 
really nice looking girls, like nothing, like they're not supermodels. Um, and the observation here is he chose prey victims that would have thought that he was too good for them. So yeah. they were even more hooked in because they would have been like, wow, this never happens to me. I've never met a guy that is like good looking and wealthy and everything. They, you know, they probably get like the average Joe, like we all do. So first of all, that's something to observe is that his the supermodel girlfriend that he did have in the show was not part of the scheme. And then I thought that was really interesting how uh, Polina, what's well, not Polina, Panella, the Swedish girl, was his friend because I think he met her and was like, this girl won't go out with me. I'm going to become her friend. And I thought that was really yeah. interesting. And then also what I found really interesting was later on in the show when all the victims came about and he'd scammed chauffeurs, couples. Like, it wasn't just romantic relationships. So I think that, like, the way he did it. But I can totally see how the girls would do it because when someone love bombs you, and I am also someone that's been really prone to a love bomb, but now I can recognize it, it really, really sucks you in. Like, it really sucks you in. And I was, do you know what yeah. I was thinking of as well? Like, when I dated this guy, um, like, years ago, well, no, not years ago, like, it was just when I started the agency that you and I worked with, so, worked for. Do you remember that guy that was like, he was really rich. He lived in Alberari. Um, he was like, lo like love bombed me like no end. And then out of nowhere, he was like, there's no spark. Don't you remember? Yes, yeah. I do. We went on like four dates and he was, we yeah. went on four dates and he was like wanting to take me to Zanzibar. And like, and I was someone also like, like these girls that had been on dating apps for however long and were like, were just, desperate to have someone say that to me because it's such a slog these dating apps and look what she said one of the girls whatever her name was she'd had a hundred like uh matches so when someone says that to you you're like oh my god yes and it and he also presented himself knowing not like this but like you know very wealthy like works in finance like had this insane house in Alberari. and if he turned around to me and was like babe can i borrow 500 dirham i'd be like yeah of course Absolutely, think Fiona, but rich. there is a difference. Obviously, like, yeah, I know. It's a, I know. If he said to me, can I borrow 30,000 germs? I need you to take, or pounds, I need you to take it out of your uh, a bank loan. I'd be like, absolutely fucking no way. And do you know what? I don't like, know. Let's, I, I wouldn't do it. Let's be, like, show a certain amount of empathy and kindness to these girls, right? Yeah, it is shit. What, like, what, like, once. Once you, like, make that mistake one time, but then you do not continue to repeat the same mistake over and over and over again. Like like I said, this one girl took out a total of nine loans amassing to $250,000. And I have so much sympathy for her because she was so jaded by this absolute asshole who professed his love and saying, you know, this shows me that you're the girl that I can count on long, long term. Like he was so cruel like in a in a way that I've certainly I've certainly never experienced but my goodness and one thing that they mentioned over and over and over again and I would love to get your thoughts on this Fiona is I thought he was my soulmate like mm. you know when you meet somebody and 
you know they are your soulmate or whatever then you you feel that you have to do these things like do you believe in do you believe in the concept of a soulmate is it something that you is it a person that you aspire to have do you create a soulmate do you become a soulmate or are you a soulmate from the get-go I just don't know if I believe in soulmate. I just feel like it's a very like I don't I don't know where this term came up with. Like I I feel like for me I've never really believed in soulmates. Maybe it's just cuz I've not fallen in love for a really long time. But even when I was super in love with my ex, I don't think I saw him as my soulmate. I just saw him as someone that I was super in love with and wanted to spend my life with. But I don't know. And then I look back I'm like why did I even do that? I I don't I personally don't believe in it. I believe in finding someone that you can love and respect for a long time and share a life with. And I see it more, that's so unromantic, isn't it? Like I see it more as like a practical, a practical partnership. I don't believe in the destiny of finding one person. There's one person out there for you. I just don't, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I agree. Maybe I'm just a fucking, like, cynic. And I'm just like, bloody hell. No, do you know what? I I don't think that is cynical. I think it's realistically and it's realistic and it's also optimistic. Because just think, like, if you are so steadfast with your notion of, you know, a soulmate... Does that mean to say if that person breaks up with you or your relationship ends, does that mean then it's done for you? Because that to me is a really horrible, cynical approach to love. I have never really believed in soulmates. I believe in meeting the right person at the right time. I believe in Mm. growing your relationship and growing your love and appreciation for each other to the point that this person is you know means the world to you and you're connected on so many levels do I believe that it's destiny no and apparently again according to this cosmopole people that believe in soulmates report feeling much happier in the early stages of the relationship because they're like this Mm. is the one this is the person that I've been waiting for but when the shit hits the fan which it always does like that's relationships and the shit the shit hitting the fan can be small things or massive things they're the people that are less inclined to stick around and hash it out and work it out because in their mind they think right that person's not the one if they were we wouldn't be having this these issues and they're Mm. the first people to end a relationship prematurely and ghost somebody they're the people that'll probably end up doing the ghosting so actually you know the likes of a love bomber chances are they are the same people that really do believe in soulmates and the fundamentals of a soulmate and then as soon as the partner or the person shows a little flicker of something that doesn't align with their soulmate mantra or checklist then they're off the cards which is you know that could have happened with you and this Alberari guy um yeah, yeah. potentially I, but 
he he also used interesting language as well and i think that you're i think you're very right i think that he would be someone obviously i can't speak for him i don't know him well enough but i think he would be one that someone that believes in soulmates because his language to me when he ended it was there's no spark between us and spark for me is such a dangerous notion that is fed to people in relationships or people in general because you know what is the spark quote unquote spark what is that because from my point of view I very much saw a spark because we got on really well and we were attracted to one another is there more was there was I am I missing something basically like if you're physically attracted to someone and you get on with them right from the at the beginning like like isn't that what, I'm someone that doesn't believe in soulmates so I'd be like let's work on it let's get to know each other let's and then the, our feelings will grow whereas he's right he was very much like I don't really see a spark with this person they're not for me goodbye see you later and he love bombed yeah. the shit out of me up until that moment and he very I think you're so right he would have been like mm, she's not she's not the one I'll, I'm out yeah so that would that would align perfectly with this study that shows that people believe in soulmates are not uh are not in it for the slow sizzle they want the instant mm. upfront sexual gratification spark whatever you whatever you want to call it and that's interesting about the spark fiona because i think we've all been in situations with somebody that has been you know typically attractive um good personalities and sometimes that spark just isn't there like you just don't want to rip their clothes off or whatever but I am a big believer in a slow burn and I have extolled the Mm. virtues of a slow burn for such a long time it's not for everybody and I appreciate that but my a lot of my relationships have been slow burns now in saying that in retrospect, have I denied myself that initial early stage spark? Quite possibly. Have I, in you know hindsight, settled for whatever reason? Potentially. But it does raise a lot of questions. The soulmate thing, and it has a mm. it has a lot to do about your outlook on love and life. But what do you think? I mean, please drop us a DM on Instagram. We'd love to know, do you believe in soulmates? Have you had an experience with somebody that you felt right from that moment they were your soulmate? Like, it's just a really interesting perspective. I personally don't. And in doing so, I believe that that gives so many people who are single um, or, you know, looking for love or whatever, it gives so many people a lot more opportunity to find love and not be confined within the within the little um what do you call that thing soulmate mold yeah it's a, for me i think it's a little dangerous that's all i'm saying because i think that people want this instant chemistry i don't i mean i'm not i am someone that has for years thought that that's what i wanted and I've perhaps, and I know I have, shut off experiences and, and things because I haven't felt like 
haven't felt that instant quote unquote spark straight away, so I've just dismissed it. Where actually maybe if I had had the guts to explore it, and also it's it's a courage thing as well. Like it's very it takes a lot of yeah. guts to you know keep trying and seeing with someone whether you'll develop more feelings because you want you want to feel that excitement and energy. Um, but I'm with you with the slow burn. I think that it's a real like the barber. Fuck, I haven't spoken about him in a while. I would actually say that the barber in the feelings department has, has, not has, de- had developed much slower than the physical, which I think is really interesting as well. Like the feelings grew over time and I think that's how it had so much longevity. Yeah. Slow burn emotionally, not physically, obviously, but that I, I genuinely think that's why that me and him ended up seeing each other for such a long time. My longest time ever really yeah. of seeing someone including you know, um, ex-boyfriends which I think is really interesting and as well like what I really want to press upon today is just reminding people that maybe haven't found the one if we quote unquote want to even refer to it as that and I suppose even referring to the one goes against everything I say about soulmates because I believe that there can be lots of ones according to what stage you're at in life you know um if you've just come out of a relationship your age where you're living there's lots of ones so go out there and explore and like grab love by the balls because if you are having a moment where you're feeling lonely or you've lost hope just remember like an amazing first kiss is out there waiting for you an amazing shag an amazing and like first holiday away argument followed by makeup sex like that is all ahead of you you just have to trust the fucking process and keep doing what you're doing and all those amazing things I know will fall right in your path and that's amazing I am dying to say something but I'm just not gonna say it I know but you'll say it soon maybe I'm gonna say it soon I did it I'm not I did it god Jesus (laughs) I'm just fucking dying to say it's so hard I'm really enjoying not saying anything so Moving on. Can you maybe give people just a little insight? (laughs) Um, Well, last night I wore crotchless underwear. Oh, for yourself? No. Okay. Okay. For the person that I watched the Tinder swindler with. Right. When you are ready, Fiona, you can fill us in, but I'm not going to push because you have put in place extremely healthy boundaries and I am not going to penetrate them on this podcast. But when you're ready, we can't wait to hear everything. I am so excited for you to penetrate me, Laura. Can't wait. wait. Um, We asked you lovely listeners because you know what you guys just provide us with so much content and we just love hearing from you and really appreciate everybody that takes the time to message us we asked about like brilliant love stories inspiring love stories and yeah we just like to read some of them out and before we continue with this 
I was having a conversation with um, some family members, a mom in particular, and she really felt that it was very important for me to clearly state unequivocally that there is so much love for life, like for other people to be had outside of the romantic sense. So my mom has been single for 20 years. So my mom and dad separated. My my dad like left my mom or whatever, which was horrendous after nearly 20 years of marriage. And my mom never met anybody else. She didn't want to meet anybody else. Well, for a long time, she was totally heartbroken. But she never wanted to meet anybody else. And now, you know, it took some time. I'm not saying you get over a 20 year marriage like in a matter of months. It took my mom years to get over that and a lot of work. 20 years on, my mom is the happiest she has ever been in her life. I've never known a woman to be so happy in her own skin. She has amazing friends. She has this group of girls called, called the Bulgarian Bombshells because they went to this holiday once in Bulgaria. So the name stuck. So there's six ladies. Some, you know, they, they pull in different friends from different places. But there's like a core group of six. I think the youngest is 50. All single. And they are living their best lives they go on holidays together they meet up together when somebody needs their wall stripped they'll all go down and like go down with like wallpaper steamers they all they just have a fantastic relationship and anytime I mention girls does anybody like any romance they're like fuck no we don't want it we have been there we've done it and we are now living our best lives for ourselves and in not having a partner we have like phenomenal relationships with our girlfriends that are just as important if not more and I just think that that's such an important point because we go on so much feeling about finding love like there's so much love out there in your girlfriends or your friendship groups as well and those are the friendships that can get you through the darkest times of your life one oh my god i love this because i always think that if i was ever going to believe about in believe in soulmates my soulmates are my are my best girlfriends like yeah. my friend sophie beanie who i live with like joe who we had on last week tyson like these girls are like my heart and a guy would be lucky to get close to the love i feel for these girls and I think that that's such an important thing to say because that men will come and go in your life. I think it is really important to have your friends, the love that you feel for your friends. Obviously, it's a different kind of love, but still, like, I think it is just as strong as the love you'll feel for, like, a partner. Because realistically, the... like, a part... No, carry on. Go ahead, know. go ahead, sweetheart. Well, I was going to say, like, if you go back to, like, Neanderthal times, like... The man, the, the the reason why men and women are were together, we're talking also super, super heterosexually apologies um, to LGBTQ plus listeners. Uh, but heterosexually, obviously, the man and the woman were put together to reproduce. And that is like 
biologically why. Whereas obviously in the hunter gatherers, the the gatherers were chatting to each other. They had relationships as well. So I do think that it is also like biology. So um, I don't really know what my point was. I can't remember what my point was. If was you... that yes, like you're the fostering your female relationships. You are a female. Um, is just as important as trying to find a male partner. Absolutely. And if you would like to read a book that really mirrors what Fiona has just said, read Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. Oh my this God, is a my great absolute. book. I mean, she is like our muse. We absolutely love her. And she, th- this book is great. It just, t- she speaks so honestly and vibrantly about her her love life and her you know growing up and the shit that she got up to and I love how honest she is it's a really really honest account but she kind of ends saying something very similar to what Fiona said um she hasn't I I believe well I haven't followed her story recently but when she finished this book anyway she hadn't found love but she holds the love of her female friends in such high regard in high regard that this is the love that will fuel her for the rest of her life. And if a man comes along, then great. But otherwise, she has created a life that she loves so much herself that the love of a man is kind of inconsequential. So Fiona, are you reading anything else at the minute that you can recommend to anybody? Um, what have I read recently? I'm I'm reading the Testament, which I mentioned um the other day. I have read just a talk on Dolly Alderson, and I absolutely loved it. <coughs> Her novel Ghosts, um, and it's a very love bites actually. Um, as someone, I I really got annoyed because I I love Dolly Alderson. She can do no wrong in my eyes, but so this reviewer said that it was a mayonnaise of her Twitter posts which I personally don't think is true so like it's a really easy read um can be read in like a day or two and it's about this girl Nina who basically meets a guy on tinder or dating app has this like actually god it's so to do with what we're talking about has this like like super fast love affair and then he ghosts her and the way she writes the ghosting honestly when I was reading it I was like oh my god I feel sick because it's the way that she's like hey nothing 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 hey what's going on and like the confusion I could I could you can feel the confusion like emanating from the from the character because by god have I sat there wondering what the fuck has happened yeah. and what the hell did I do wrong? So it's a really, really interesting read. Very current, has lots of like really interesting um, like topics of discussion, I suppose, from it. I've read that recently. Um, I've read The Secret History recently. Did I mention The Secret History? I don't Secret think so. History. Secret History is a fantastic, fantastic book called um, by Donna Tart, and it's about a group of university students in New England in America who basically commit a murder um they are classic students so a bit of knowledge of classics does help but like it's not super needed there are just like quite a few references to like Greek mythology and things like that so if you haven't studied it it's totally fine you can probably just like have a google but just if you do if 
you've got a bit of knowledge, then it's helpful. Um, and it's basically about that. And it's one of it's one I've read it a hundred times. I it's one of the best books I've ever read. I love your book recommendations, Fiona. What What have you been reading? I have been reading for the first time as per the recommendation of Zoe who I talk about who is a fantastic life coach she is a huge fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza and Mm. one of his prolific books is um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself this book is phenomenal it is absolutely brilliant and it's all well as as the name suggests it's all about breaking the habit of being yourself so all these things that you class as part of your personality, they're there because things happened to you, things were said to you when you were a child growing up, somebody said such and such to you in the office. And these personality traits merge into the person that you are today. And a lot of the times we don't like things about ourselves or we suffer because of a certain personality trait. And it just teaches you ways that you can completely... Like reform your personality. Like just because you are a certain way at a certain age, there's always scope to change, to change your mindset and to change your life. So I'm absolutely loving that. In addition to a fantastic series on Audible, Mel Robbins, and it's called Here's Mm. Exactly What To Do. There's a series of one-hour talks. Mel Robbins is an absolute legend and they are the most uplifting phenomenal sound bites of motivation you can get your hands on so there are two things that we really really uh, really recommend so anyways massive tangent once again fiona i do apologize i know i wrote to jj like 15 minutes ago the times i thought we were going to do the letter then i've had to message me like wait we've gone off on a tangent honestly oh my god i'm so sorry listen we like i said love hearing from you so we want to go in with this really really lovely letter that a very lovely listener wrote in and this is just to moisten your loins of love and romance (laughs) letting you know that there is love out there for everybody there is love out there for you And if you're in a relationship and the love is hanging out of you, brilliant. Make the most of every minute. And if you're not really feeling the love in your relationship, you can get it back if you want to with time and communication and all the rest of it. And if you're hating your relationship at the minute, trust me, if you need to end it, end it. And there is a life waiting out there for you. And it's magnificent. On we go. So, Hey, I saw your request for an inspiring love story, so here's mine. From 2014, I lived in Dubai for seven years and was single the whole time. I experienced all the awful Tinder and Bumble dates, and whilst I often felt like jacking it all in and accepting that I wasn't going to meet anybody, somehow I remained hopeful. In March 2020, That was the week that everything in Dubai was closing down like dominoes because of COVID and I had a massive freak out that I'd be stuck in my one bedroom apartment for the rest of eternity for lockdown. I swiped right on this guy's name and I experienced my first Zoom date. Two days later, we went on a socially distanced walk around the marina and another two days later, we broke all the rules as I hosted a Pizza Express brunch for him. 
on the balcony before the daily text message reminded us that there was an 8pm curfew. Remember that? He didn't go home. There was an 8pm curfew, by the way, in Dubai for anybody that's listening who didn't reside there. Lastly, I always trusted the timing of my life despite the pressures of family, friends, society to achieve things at a certain age. I'm now 38 and remained comforted that everything happens for a reason. After spending Dubai's lockdown together, we used the police passes to pretend we were going to the supermarket in order to see each other, but it also meant we had to stay together for three days at a time. We moved in together in the December. He proposed to me in the May and we got married in December and our little girl is now due in June. How amazing is that? I think I'm going to cry Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Isn't that That such a lovely story? lovely. I love that. And the thing is also, like, I feel like Dubai gets such a bad rep and it's not even Dubai. Single life gets such a bad rep because we sit here being single and like we go through shit experience after shit experience. And it's one of those things where like I've really discovered recently and I'm really having this like epiphany. And my my friend said it to me, Jenna, we went on holiday recently together and she said to me, and I really, really believe in it when she said it, she was like, whatever is meant for you will come for you. Yeah. And it is so true. And I think that also a lot of single people, we will put ourselves out there and we'll go hunting. We're going to go hunting for this thing and we get disappointed. But that doesn't mean that it's not out there. And it doesn't. And listen to that story. Like she was us. She is me going through all, you know, going through all the worst dates and whatever. And then it's like, it's not that thing of when you least expect it. I hate when people say that to me because it's just so it really bugs me. But also, you know, it whatever is out there for you it will come and find you and it doesn't matter how long it takes I think we need to all stop worrying about that I think we I think a lot of the time when you're single you worry so much that it's not going to happen to you I constantly used to worry about it and I still worry about it um and now I've really tried to stop worrying so much and try and let things happen as it comes and like also try and like accept a lot of stuff that's going to come my way stuff is going to come my way yeah and I love that story because firstly we at times shine a light on the mania that is dating in Dubai but there's also so much opportunity you know in a certain way it can be a a con because it's a, a very transient transient place equally you can be assured of new people all the time. And whilst I would always advise like leaving the people that have just arrived in Dubai, like if you've been in Dubai for less than a year, I would like strongly advise playing the field and not getting into mm. a relationship because you're going to have your head turned and you're going to end up like, it's not going to be good for, for your, the person that you're dating. But anything, anybody over a year, They are prime dating material. There are so many new people. There are so many experiences. There are so many restaurants and bars and festivals and events. 
The world is your oyster when it comes to dating. So I love the fact that this girl hasn't pissed all over the Dubai dating scene and has held a lovely spotlight up to the brilliant things that can happen from living and dating in Dubai during the lockdown of all time. So I love that story. I also love the fact that she is now 38. So I'm assuming that she probably met him 36. Um, you know, she, I'm sure, had her moments of lying in bed at night, worried and sick to her stomach that she was never going to meet somebody because 36 is definitely that age where those worries exacerbate big time. So yeah, I just love that story. And, you know, that is, we're going to hear more and more of those stories, Fiona. I'm confident of that. I absolutely agree. And I'm, and I, I actually also, I feel like as well, as much as like dating disasters are nice to hear because it makes you feel less alone. I sometimes think it's nice for us to hear about the ones where they also had the dating disasters, but that doesn't mean that they haven't found anyone. I think sometimes hearing, but I also think it depends what, where you are in your own journey. Because if I heard that when I was really fragile, maybe like a couple of years ago, I don't think I would have taken to it very well. I would have just been like, oh, yeah. whatever. But now I'm like, no, I totally, I'm, I'm, I'm here for hearing that because I've worked on myself and I'm, I'm, I'm happy human being. <laughs> I'm not depressed. Yeah. And just to remind everybody that if you are looking for love and you're out there you know online dating and stuff I know it can be a big pile of balls sometimes and I completely understand that I have enough friends that are single that are doing the same thing I understand that it can be crap equally when I have friends you included Fiona who would speak to me about feeling lonely wanting to find somebody I know for a fact that there's a man out there who feels the exact same yeah. way admittedly he's probably not around with his guy friends over a beer saying man I'm so lonely and I just want to be cuddled at night because let's be honest that's not men but I can be guaranteed that they think about it at night and there's there's somebody out there like that is ready to balance you and meet you and accept you for who you are and accept you for the weird and the wonderful and the good bits and the bad bits and really just be there to match you and give you the space to be yourself whilst also providing you with love affection support and a good dicking every now and again everyone needs a good dick like happy valentine's like what more do you need happy fucking valentine's day you got everyone go get your dicks get on that dick <laughs> anyway we love you and so you much got a dick Go find one in the form of your own fingers. Yeah. Or what did you say today? Clit sucker. Clit sucker. I haven't actually got one, but I, I need to get me one of those. I, everyone I need needs a clit sucker. clit sucker. And I don't mean a man. I mean for a woman. I'm going to invest. I in want one. to get one as well when I next come. Okay. Well, I love I you, Fiona. See lovely. you later. And on this day and every day. I love you. We don't have to just confine mm. it to Valentine's Day. I love you. I every love you every fucking day, day of the year. You're the best. See you later. See you later.